0: Out of all of the new Miami Hurricanes position coaches, Kevin Beard, coaching the wide receivers, he's the one who's got the most pressure, and it ain't close. You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. I'm Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to AllHurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. People had been asking us in recent weeks, Dono, is Miami going to have a full coaching staff in time for spring football? I can finally tell you the answer is yes. The Hurricanes officially have a full coaching staff in time for practices to start tomorrow, Saturday morning on the Green Tree practice fields. Jason Taylor officially gets his promotion from defensive analyst to defensive ends coach. Uh, when it became officially official, it was first reported by Caneville. So kudos to them. Awesome job on that. You know, I had thought about yesterday maybe doing a breaking news episode on Jason Taylor officially getting promoted. But since we had talked about the reports the previous day, I resisted the temptation. We held off on it until today. But huge congrats- congratulations to Jason Taylor. We'll circle back to him in a second. Uh, We've known this one for quite some time, but it was finally officially announced yesterday by the U that Tim Harris Jr. is the University of Miami's new running backs coach. We've known that for about a week, if not longer, but they actually made it official yesterday in a university release. And as we know, Kevin Beard was hired earlier this week as Miami's new wide receivers coach. So which of these new position coaches carries the most pressure this season. Folks, it's Kevin Beard, and in my opinion, it's not even close. But knowing KB, Kevin is going to embrace that pressure. He may not even look at it as pressure because he loves what he does, but he's going to use this as motivation, and he's going to enjoy every freaking second of it. And I'll tell you why Kevin Beard has more pressure than the other position coaches. A lot of it has to do, guys, with recruiting. Miami's wide receiver recruiting has fallen way behind all of these other position groups. I mentioned, right? We talked about a new running backs coach. Uh, you know, you've got a new quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator. You also have a new linebackers coach, uh, but recruiting at those positions has not been lacking the way it's been lacking at wide receiver. How much longer do we have to watch five-star receivers like Brandon Innes and Hykeem Williams, and the list goes on and on and on get away every single year and leave the area or even leave the state okay that should not be happening when you've got these five-star elite wide receivers in your backyard if not land all of these guys you should be landing at least some of these guys okay now uh, five-star receiver in this next cycle 2024 jeremiah smith he is the top overall player in next year's class incredible player Miami's already behind in his recruitment. That's obviously not Kevin Beard's fault, but they're behind Ohio State in his recruitment because he's verbally committed to OSU. And Beard, he's already working to make up ground with Jeremiah Smith. That was one of the first phone calls that he made, if not the very first call that he made after accepting the job at Miami, was talking with Jeremiah, and Jeremiah seemed very pleased with the Kevin Beard hire you know, I don't know yet if it's going to be enough to flip him from Heartline and Ohio State. And as a quick side note, gosh, how fun is it going to be the next couple of years? Hopefully the next several years, the Kevin Beard versus Brian Hartline recruiting battles, because Ohio State has had success snatching up great wide receivers out of Florida and out of South Florida and Miami hasn't been able to stop them. Hopefully, Kevin Beard is the guy to stop them or at least battle them in that regard. So this is going to be Kevin Beard versus Brian Hartline in a lot of head-to-head recruiting battles moving forward. And it wasn't just Jeremiah Smith who got a call from Kevin Beard. Another one of the first calls that Beard made was to four-star St. Thomas Aquinas wide receiver Chance Robinson. I had the honor and the privilege of interviewing Chance last night. I was filling in for Larry Bluestein, who's a frequent guest on this show on the South Florida High School Sports Show that he does on 560 WQAM. I filled in. We had Chance on the show. And first of all, awesome young man, very humble, very soft-spoken, very, very hardworking. He told me some great stories. But he told me about the conversations that he had with Coach Beard and Robinson he was blown away like he was quite frankly blown away by his talks with KB like he told me that he and KB they really connected and that Beard just with how personable he is and how passionate he is that he really set himself apart from other coaches that Robinson has talked to and been recruited by and I'm sure that's a very long list because when you're talking about a four-star wide receiver in a powerhouse program like STA, believe me, Chance Robinson has talked to a lot of coaches, had a lot of phone calls, a lot of visits, a lot of text message exchanges, and like he seemed legitimately blown away by the interactions he's had so far with Kevin Beard. So I think that is a great sign, okay? Uh, Now, Chance Robinson also told me that he's spoken with Shannon Dawson, the new offensive coordinator, and that those conversations have gone well, that he's had some great chats with Mario Cristobal, who I'm sure communicates with him often. So yeah, guys like Chance Robinson, Jeremiah Smith, Jojo Trader, who maybe is favoring Miami in his recruitment according to reports, we will see. But those are all five-star receivers. Trader and Smith are both at Chaminade, Robinson at STA. Folks, these are players. These types of receivers, Miami can't afford to miss on these guys anymore. They can't. These are must-gets, right? Now, if you can get all three of them, I'm going to be throwing a parade down Ponce de Leon Boulevard. If you get two out of three of them, I'm throwing a, a slightly smaller parade down Ponce de Leon Boulevard. If you get none out of the three of them, I'm going to have like a sit in. I'm just going to like go into the the heck center and I'm just going to like do a silent protest of some kind. I'll be very disappointed. So these are must gets for the University of Miami. And this is why I believe Kevin Beard has a lot of pressure. And then obviously on the field as well, because the wide receiver unit last season, you know, after losing Harley and Rambo from a couple of years ago, who really carried that wide receiver group, you know, last year, a lot of drops a lot of inconsistencies you can blame certain things on their coaching because I don't believe Josh Gaddis did a very good job with that group uh, and you know the route tree was drunk uh, just you know wasn't wasn't a recipe for success last year but Josh Gaddis was not the one out there dropping balls right catchable balls these guys need to be coached up better now it might just be not having the talent which is something that Kevin Beard is there to fix but at the same time You've got to find some consistency in coaching as well. So, I believe Kevin Beard has the most press pressure. Uh, we're going to talk more about Jason Taylor. Uh, we're going to talk. Actually, l- l- let me give this to you guys now because this is this is a quick uh, development since our episode yesterday. So, yesterday uh, we were on in the morning, and I was I was freaking out a little bit. Okay, uh, I mentioned that Demarcus Van Dyke, Coach DVD, he removed. Kane's football from his social media bios right which had me really worried because you know we know DVD I believe he wants a promotion to an on-field role um we've been championing that cause our listeners and I on Twitter with the hashtag promote DVD and you know I was getting a little worried he might be kind of frustrated with where his career is going here and removing Kane's football from the bio had me a little bit worried so that did happen but In the early afternoon after our episode yesterday, DVD put Kane's football back in his bio. So I hope that means I don't know why he's tampering with the bio, but I hope that means he's definitely sticking around. uh, Because at some point, I truly believe if he keeps putting the work in and he's such a positive, passionate guy, I covered him when he played. At some point, his promotion to on-field coaching will come. DeMarcus Van Dyke is a cane through and through, and I believe his hard work and dedication is going to be rewarded here at some point if he keeps putting in that work. So God bless you, Coach DVD, and I hope that opportunity comes for you. I want to talk a little bit more about Jason Taylor's promotion and what I'm looking forward to seeing from the true freshmen, the early enrollees in spring football, and more importantly, what Mario Cristobal, who was interviewed, what he's looking to see from these early enroll enrollee freshmen. So we've got a lot coming up. And if you guys notice this a little bit, of course I've got a cold now. So I'm, you know, my voice is a little bit off and I'm trying not to lose my voice at any point during this episode. So keep it locked right here to locked on canes guys. We're past now the midway point of the NBA season and folks, I hope you're taking advantage of everything you can find at FanDuel. It is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained, I got to be honest, I'm looking at Miami Heat at minus two and a half tonight at home against the New York Knicks. The Heat looked awful on Wednesday night. The Knicks have won seven straight games. I might be thinking about Knicks plus two and a half tonight. And it's, it's an emotional hedge, right? If I bet Knicks plus two and a half, and the Heat win, I'm not going to worry about losing a little money. Or if the Heat lose, or if they only win by two points, I'm like, hey, I won some money. So, you know, I, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in this Miami Heat team right now. You guys can also check out all the numbers for the 16th ranked Hurricanes basketball team hosting 25th ranked pit tomorrow. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger game, uh, bigger payout, I should say, with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Make sure you make Locked on College Basketball your second listen with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade available free Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk a little bit about uh, the Canes men's and women's team a little bit later. But so uh, as far as Jason Taylor goes, pro football Hall of Famer, Miami Dolphins legend, was an on-field analyst for the Miami Hurricanes last year. He's getting his promotion. Uh, Jason Taylor, uh, an expanded on-field role. Uh, I don't think the university has officially confirmed his actual title yet, but we assume it's going to be defensive ends coach because the DNs coach left. Rod Wright left for an opportunity with the Houston Texans. So we're assuming Jason Taylor is going to be the defensive ends coach. Uh, you guys know how strongly I feel about JT as a teacher and as a leader of men. This is a home run promotion, okay? Uh, good job by Gabby Arudia from Inside the U for transcribing this. So this is what Mario Cristobal said about Jason Taylor. He was on the herd with Colin Cowherd last summer. And, you know, Joy Taylor, Jason's sister, is a part of that show. So I'm sure Colin wanted to make sure to ask him about JT, who had just started working on the staff or had been working on the staff for a few months at that point. Here's what Cristobal had to say then about Jason. The best way to describe Jason Taylor And everyone in the building will echo this is, I've never seen a guy that wears a gold jacket. That's the Hall of Fame jacket, really has nothing to prove, has done it all up until this point in his life. But yet he shows up every single day as if he has everything to prove. He said, I was blown away. And everyone is by the fact that he's even he's uh, even a better person than he was a player. And that's hard to imagine. Just the ability to connect, communicate, inspire, teach, unbelievable knowledge. His impact has been felt immediately by everyone in the building. People gravitate to him. He's a special, special human being. And um, Jason Taylor, I'm sure, feels the same way about Cristobal. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here right now, okay? Um, Because Jason did explore NFL opportunities, um, I don't know for sure uh, which teams may have offered him and and which teams didn't. How far he actually got in that process, but uh, first of all, it's not like Jason needs the money, right? If if he just didn't like working for Mario and and you know, didn't didn't really see this as a job he wanted to do, he wouldn't be here right now. He doesn't need this job, okay? Because um, people often will say something that I think is just mischaracterized a little bit. You know that this this uh, cliche goes around that oh, coaches don't like to work for Mario Cristobal or Mario Cristobal is difficult to work with. Uh, that makes it sound like he's an abrasive, you know, just difficult uh, human being. It's mischaracterized. I-, I think the distinction you make here is you have to have a specific type of personality and a very specific type of work ethic to work on a Mario Cristobal staff, right? Some people are willing to align with his philosophies a big emphasis on recruiting and putting in a lot of extra hours some people are willing to align with that because it jives with their own personality other people are not willing to align with that uh jason taylor clearly is right same thing we said about tim harris jr that this guy will put in the work and burn the midnight oil kevin beard will put in the work will burn all of the midnight oil and I think what Mario Cristobal said about Jason Taylor, the respect he has for Jason, my understanding is that respect is mutual that JT uh, who, you know, on the staff for the past year in a diminished role, I think he has an idea of the sort of work and, and fundamentals he's got to put in to be the defensive ends coach at Miami. And this is something he was willing to embrace. So clearly Jason Taylor feels like his philosophy matchups matches up with Mario Cristobal because listen again, Jason Taylor doesn't need to do this. Like he doesn't need to work a day in his life at this point. Like the, the fact that he wanted to take this job and take this promotion tells me uh, he's willing to put in that sort of work that Cristobal expects and that Jason appreciates the way Cristobal runs his business. So uh, I, I was very happy to to see that. All right. So here are some more things that I'm looking forward to. Uh, when I'm going to be out there tomorrow morning, spring practice, spring practice. Number one, we're going to do an episode uh, probably in the early afternoon, recapping some of the things that I see out there and some of the players and coaches that I speak to. Um, but I can't wait to see some of these true freshmen on the field. OK, Mario Cristobal was on uh, yesterday. He was interviewed by Andrew Ivans and Cooper Patanya of 24-7 Sports, and they asked him about some of Miami's early enrollees. Uh, I'm going to tell you what Cristobal had to say and how I see it when we come back here on Locked on Canes, right after we talk about the awesome folks at Built Bar. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, you've got to try a Built Bar. I want to eat healthier and I don't want to compromise taste when I do it. So I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, They're so delicious, you're not going to think that they're good for you, but they're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. I was eating the Built Granola Bar this morning, the peanut butter and chocolate granola bar. It's the best granola bar I've ever had, guys. It's so good. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is, yeah, they're healthy. Only 130 calories, just four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Head into your nearest Sam's Club. Grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro. And you can thank me later because I love me some Built Bars. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. I'm Alex Dono. So, all right, Mario Cristobal in that interview with uh, Cooper and Andrew Ivins, uh, here's what he said about the five-star tackles, Samson Okunlola and Francis Maui Goa. Quote, they're both six foot five plus and between 325 to 335 pounds. Their body fat is really good with 18.4% and 18.9%. Their GPS numbers are good for their ability to retain information and transfer to drills is impressive. They are powerful guys, he said. So that's that's insane size because let's remember here. Uh, yeah, they're both five-star tackles. There's a reason why they're both five stars. But you're talking about 18-year-old athletes who are under 20% body fat and weighing between 325-325 and 335 pounds it's insane and here's another thing that's cool uh Mario Cristobal uh part of the success that he and Alex Mirabal have had with you know not only getting their offensive linemen to play well at the college level but preparing them for the NFL level right and offensive linemen they they seem to like this once they get into the Mirabal Cristobal program they cross-train everybody like when you come in Mario just doesn't look you up and down and say, okay, you're a left tackle. That's where you take all your reps, left tackle. No, he's going to say, okay, yeah, you know, you played left tackle in high school. We're going to rotate you at left tackle, right tackle. We're going to let you play some guard. We're going to let you play some center because you need to be prepared for any possibility or any inevitability out there. He says, uh, talking about Okunlola uh, and Maui Goa, both of them are five position guys, he says. We cross-train everybody. And it is a unique approach to, to offensive line development. Uh, and by the way, I think it's cool for him to say that both of them are five-position guys um, because I, I wasn't sure if the pancake Honcho was. Like, I, I knew Maui Goa, who's played both guard and tackle. I knew that he's a five-position guy. I wasn't sure if Okun Lola is strictly more of a tackle. But if Cristobal says he's a five-position guy, <laughs> I'm going to say he's a five-position guy. So I love to hear that. Uh, then Cristobal talked about Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell came to us with everybody saying he's a right tackle. Well, on day two of practice, we needed him to play on the left side, and he never looked back. And then when the Lions picked him, they moved him back to right tackle. Uh, How do they compare, these new guys, how do they compare to Uh, Pinay? They're about as high end as it gets because of their mentalities. The biggest thing with Francis is he comes to see us at Oregon, and he is a three-technique. In the middle of a photo shoot, he says, coach, come here. I want to show you something. And he gets in a left tackle stance. And I could see the defensive line coach's hearts just drop to the ground. And I'm double fist pumping because he wanted to be an offensive lineman. If you have offensive linemen that can be elite defensive linemen, you are setting yourself up pretty well in the trenches. One of the critical factors for offensive linemen is recoverability. These offensive linemen can get in awkward positions at times. And if they can get a foot on the ground and recover, it is amazing, right? Okay. So if you want to talk more about size, let's go over to that defensive line. Another player who is bigger at this stage than I expected he must be doing some cool things in that weight training program is Ruben Hurricane Bain. Ruben Hurricane Bain perhaps the best high school football player in the country With you look at what this guy has accomplished four state championships all these individual awards sack records Mario said that Bain is he's around 270 pounds right now but he talked about how his motor sticks out right away so Ruben Bain He's big enough to play defensive tackle, but explosive enough to play on the edge. And I know the edge is his preferred spot. That's where he's gifted. So, wow. I mean, I can't wait to say to see what Ruben Bain can do, because I think this guy can have an impact as a true freshman. Mario is also raving about Ray Ray Joseph. I love that Mario compared Ray Ray to Houston slot receiver Tank Dell, who comes off an incredible year last year and was coached by Shannon Dawson. So maybe Ray Ray can be Dawson's Tank Dell in Miami. Uh, He said, Ray Ray resembles guys like Tank Dell, who is elite with his lateral quickness. We feel like Ray Ray and Robbie Washington are the best in the country at playing slot. And they also have versatility with the ability to play outside, which is important because, hey, you know what? This goes back to a conversation we had yesterday about the wide receivers. You've got so much depth in the slot, so much less depth on the outside, right? So if you were to kind of pigeonhole uh, all of Xavier Restrepo, Rashard Smith, Robbie Washington, Ray, Ray Joseph, if those guys, four of them are all fighting for one position, you're keeping some of your best players off the field, right? If you can Line a Ray Ray or a Robbie up wide while Restrepo is playing in the slot. You know, your, your best player should be able to find a way onto the field. I love that. Uh, we thought we hit a home run with him, with them, he said, talking about Washington as well. Going back to the first question about the offensive coordinator hire, if you have an exciting offense at the University of Miami, wow, things can change in a hurry. That was one of the money quotes from that Mario interview. If you have an exciting offense at the University of Miami, things can change in a hurry. Just throw on the tape. And what identified Miami's offense in the past was explosive plays and the ability to stretch the field. We brought in a coordinator that can help make that happen. We expect result, we expect results this spring that can carry over into the fall and into the summer. So, wow, at least that shows me for anyone who thought last year, oh yeah, that that was Mario's offense. Mario was fine with that. He doesn't want to score points. He doesn't want, anyone catching 70-yard bombs. He just wants to pick up two, three yards at a time because a a lot of people were saying that, like, no, no, that offensive philosophy will never change. That's just what Mario wants. Okay, well, I think Mario's evolving. I think Cristobal is evolving to a point where he said, you know what, not only was our offense bad last year, our offense was boring. If you're going to be bad, you don't also want to be boring. You want to be good and exciting, and I think that's what he's hoping to accomplish here by bringing in a guy like Shannon Dawson. So I, you know, I I believe that those stereotypes that some of you throw on Cristobal, like, ah, he just he just wants to play defense, score 20 points, just run the football, you know, three straight times and punt it. That's all he wants to do. I mean, clearly he wants more than that from this Miami offense, okay? Wow, this is a, an exciting weekend coming up in Hurricane Sports. I think our pal, friend of the show, Brad Tejeda, captured it best in this tweet that he wrote on friday morning he said canes baseball takes on uf tonight to start a three-game series i hate me some gators so i hope miami can get it done hope they sweep them canes women's basketball will try to advance another round tonight that's right the canes women's team they won their first acc tournament game last night 84 69 against boston college they face virginia tech next who they did beat this season a tough matchup though Uh, So they're going to try to advance in the ACC tournament. The Canes uh, men's basketball team tomorrow takes on Pitt at the Watsco Center, which, by the way, (laughs) that game against Pitt is going to decide the ACC champion. The winner wins the ACC regular championship. So we want Miami to get that. And we also want Miami to get revenge because when they played Pitt, what was that, four or five weeks ago, In Pittsburgh, heartbreaking last-second loss for Miami. So get a a little payback tonight, guys. Uh, So that's going to be a huge one. And then, oh, yeah, as anyone who listens to this show knows, the Hurricanes also start spring football tomorrow. So I will regrettably not be at the basketball game tomorrow. I will be watching it on TV. We're having a a get-together with some friends and family for a late celebration for my son's birthday. Because remember – When you're five years old, the birthday is like a two-week celebration, right? I'm 38. My birthday, I'm lucky to get a card and a phone call like from one blood relative, right? It's not a big deal when you're my age. But at five years old, my son's birthday celebration is like the second half of February into the first week of of March is what the, the celebration has been. So I will not be at the basketball game in the evening tomorrow, but I will be at spring practice tomorrow morning. And talking with coaches and players in the early afternoon, so it's going to be a lot of fun, guys. So we're we're going to try to to put out a quick episode tomorrow after spring practice day one to recap some of the things that were said and done in that practice. And we will talk to you again next time on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome. Oh, hold on, we're going to have another episode today. So. Um, I was going to actually do this for the second half of this episode talking with sports and entertainment lawyer Alan Fertel. We're going to talk about that NCAA witch hunt against Miami and what it's going to take for Miami, Florida State, Clemson to get the hell out of the ACC if that's even possible. So it's going to be a great conversation. Uh, We're going to put that out today around five o'clock. I was going to do that as the second half of this episode, but I thought Alan, who I've had on some shows before, is just so good that we cannot contain it for like a portion of an episode. So we're going to be putting out an episode later on today, which you do not want to miss right here on Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.